1: Are you feeling a bit animated? Well, come on over to the Wicked Anime Podcast on the Nerdy Show Network, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to animation, Japanese culture, and all things anime. With a true industry perspective, we're always diving deeper than school uniforms and tentacle monsters. Join us on the Wicked Anime Podcast, nerdyshow.com wickedanime It's Wicked A! The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens in the city of New York, this is the Epic Podcast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and
2: Schaefer the Dark Lord.
1: From the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, it's the Epic Pie Cast. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. I am your other
0: host, Shape of the Dark Lord.
1: And we are back once again, under pandemic end times, to bring you the dumbest content the
0: internet has ever provided you. Oh, thank goodness, and all the people rejoice. What have we done the for huzzahs. all of these months? The hip, hip hoorays. So this, is, this is special. I know... Uh, Our release schedule has been... Erratic, at best. Sporadic, as well. Um, But... (laughs) So we did an episode... The last time we did an episode in studio was in December of 2019. That was in studio, We talked about Rise of Skywalker. Oh my god, that's right. Uh, And then, the plague descended upon the, the world yes, yes so we uh, we only did one remote episode because i insisted you insisted i wanted to maintain audio production quality yes so we we obviously <laughs> could get, we couldn't get together and be in studio. so we did a remote episode in may that's five months that we took off yeah
1: five and the remote episode wasn't that great
0: um yeah the uh, the audio production was not substandard excellent it was fun. I blame I
1: blame myself. I blame myself for that one.
0: There were some people that were very happy to hear that we were back after such an absence. All uh, that, four I mean of 5 them? 5 months is our longest absence ever. Yeah. But now we so, are in studio. Now we're back. It's July. So that's only 2 months since our last episode. And this is our first episode recorded in the same space in 7 months. And oh it's the first God. time That's it's, right. It's the first time I've even seen you. In five months. Last time I saw you was in February, right before shit went down. You came over to visit my puppy. Yeah, right when I got home from the MC Lars tour. Yeah. And uh, so it's good to see you again. Hi! Shoot. Uh, You are (laughs) the first human not named uh, Bunny Buxom that has been in this apartment since February. I'm honored. Yeah.
1: I'm honored, and the weight of that responsibility uh, is felt, and... I will do my best to live up to the expectation.
0: It's weird. It used to be just like you know, you would come over to the studio and be like, "All right, well, we do this this recording thing in uh-huh. in my space where I live." But I never really felt like it was any kind of sanctum or or anything like that. It's just like it was a <laughs> it was a space. But yeah. now these walls, uh, the, the, this this area is the place where I have gone mad for <laughs> for months. I've just been pacing around here talking to shadows. <laughs> making it look weirder and weirder and under the <laughs> assumption, not wearing clothes under the assumption that like, I'm yeah. not ever going to see people again. Like they're right. never going to be. Right, so right. It's, it's, I got to say, I mean, I'm glad that you're the one to break the seal. Sure. Sure. But it's strange to have a person yeah. over again because it's strange. The things to be... that I have done in this room in the past several months are oh,
1: gross. unspeakable, gross. Uh, it's strange to be in somebody else's space because this is the first, living space i've been in that wasn't my own.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah. And you're going to get a covid sticker for that. I, I hope for so. not going and visiting people. <laughs> I hope so. This.
1: I really do. Uh and you've it's changed a lot. You've added you added more stuff. There's the place <laughs> the place looks both um
0: uh chaotic and better. Oddly enough. <laughs> it's there's so much stuff on the walls and no. new stuff on the walls and in, in spaces that I feel it's the framed art version of like
1: <laughs> Amadeus Arkham
0: scratching his life story into the concrete walls. That's an old school Batman yeah, reference for you folks. That is old
1: school Arkham reference. Um, I like it. I like it. At least it would never allow me to decorate uh, our space in this way. Uh,
0: but, but you have decorated. There's, there's a corridor when you, enter your home that is filled with framed prints a lot of things that are very much your aesthetic that was Lisa's idea that oh, wasn't well, mine idea well but a lot of those pieces are yours
1: um yeah yes yeah for the most part yeah where there's a there except I mean I collect more postery prints than she does sure but yeah there's there's some there's a lot of her stuff that's on there as well
0: it, well it looks great like we said before we started recording yeah. your apartment looks like adults live there uh-huh and my apartment looks like <laughs> Not necessarily that a child lives here, but <laughs> that a 12-year-old uh, made a wish on a Zoltar machine <laughs> to have a his own grown-up apartment. Yes. And yes. this is what happened. Yeah. It, it's,
1: if, if I may quote you from what you said earlier, uh, it is a mix of, like, Batman Transformer figures that also hide sex toys. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Because at 12 years old, if I had actually had access to a Zoltar machine in rural Iowa. Yes. I would have been like, show me where I live. New York City. I must be the king of the world. Yeah. I probably live in a penthouse apartment and have, uh, let's say, at uh, toys yeah. all over the place.
1: Well, you do live on the top floor of an apartment building, so... So, I, it's close. Kind of close.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, well, shit. Okay, so... How do we podcast? It's been a while.
0: I don't know how to do this anymore. I, that's why I suggested before we start recording, we don't go over anything first. We got to like find yeah. our sea legs again together. Yeah. Because We're I don't know how to together. do this anymore. Right. I have the slight advantage in that I have done a ton of recording yeah. during the break. I have recorded voiceovers. I have recorded books on tape. I've recorded... Wait, you've done books on tape? Uh. Well, I mean, I'm I'm using that not like I've recorded like an entire book, but I mean, I, like I have, I have been hired to record
1: a lot of different na- narrative for,
0: portions yeah. for, for podcasts where, or, or like where I'm reading something yeah, yeah. or, or half of like an audio drama where right. I'm interacting with somebody else. I've, so I've done a lot of recording and uh, interacted, but that doesn't mean I know how to do our show anymore, but <laughs> good news to you. I've got good news for you. Lugo. Yeah. Yeah. Neither me. of us ever knew how to do this show.
1: I'll I'll drink to that.
0: Yeah, cheers. Uh, so, mm. this shouldn't be terribly new for us. No, no. Well, I think we're making the right choice by not bringing uh, in a guest for our our, our our pandemic episode. For our pandemic episode, because we shouldn't. <laughs> no, we should not. First of all, let's and let's address that real quick. Okay. When were you last tested? Because this is dangerous. We are men of a certain <laughs> age. We are in a high risk category. And I'm more high risk than you are <clears> because you have... I, I'm an asthmatic. Oh well, no. I'm more high risk than you are because I am a dumpster.
1: <laughs> I'm the least
0: healthy person you know. <laughs> well, uh, sucks to your asthma. I that is a Lord of the Flies reference.
1: Sucks to your asthma.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was a character who had asthma. Was that
1: Piggy? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, um, it's coming back to me. Yeah,
0: one of them was like, sucks to your asthma, but he kept saying asthma in the Yeah. Moment. So uh, anyway, fuck you, um, Balthazar
1: <laughs> Literary reference. Uh, I got tested back in June because I had surgery.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, I mean, do you want to, Oh. You don't have to share, but I mean, I had, it, I, it might be more fun if you don't because they'll be like, did you get some sort of cyborg enhancements?
1: No, no. It's it's, it's something way more mundane than that. I, I basically had my gallbladder removed. Uh, it had been problematic for years and years. Um, and I never really did anything about it because I didn't have the kind of insurance that would allow me to do that kind of um, elective surgery. Mm-hmm. So I was basically... My strategy was wait until it becomes an emergency, and then they have to take it out and deal with the ramifications later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since being married and having a uh, uh, livable wage, and having you know an adult life, I guess. Uh, uh,
0: and I'd like to reiterate an adult apartment. And
1: and I live in an adult
0: apartment. Right. know, um, <laughs> muted colors, clean lines. Yes. It's it's I I envy your space, but anyway, anyway. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. That's okay. Uh,
1: I now have uh, the the luck and privilege of having the kind of insurance where I can have this kind of elective surgery done before it becomes like an actual life threatening emergency. Hmm. Um, and so part of the protocol to get a surgery now because we live in pandemic times is i had to be tested for covid first before anything could happen and so that was the thing that happened so as of june i don't i not only did i was it present the antibodies wasn't weren't present either so okay you know, but it has been you know at least a month since then so i could have gotten it in the meantime true
0: you could have but i now, don't i don't know how
1: Right, I wear a mask and a face shield
0: everywhere I yeah. go. So You I you posted a picture <laughs> online today of putting on a face shield before yeah. you came over here and I said,
1: "Well, that's that's only Jet for pop. the subway. That's only for the subway. Yeah. I don't I don't wear a face shield walking around New York City."
0: I still have not been on the subway since February. Good for you. Thanks. I that's Good for you. That's I feel more and more safe. I wear a mask everywhere I go, but I that's like the one thing where I haven't found any there hasn't been a reason that uh, anything that has come up so far where I absolutely have to get on the subway. If, yeah. if it, if it requires that I have to go to some business or something, uh-huh. I will find it on this side of the East river. Yeah. And, and yeah, within walkable distance. Um, but cause that's like, the, that's my last kind of threshold that like, yeah. I'm, I'm legit scared. No, so I, I
1: am too. Um, for all of the, the pre surgical stuff, like I had to go, God damn so many fucking places to get my blood checked, to get a sonogram And I spent More money on cabs Than I probably did on the fucking surgery damn. Um, I mean that's a hyperbole Obviously but like I was so Scared I was willing to pay the Premium to go places and It just got to the point where I just can't I can't justify the cost Anymore so like it's a face shield and a mask And yeah. all kinds of like Disinfectant to get on And off the subway now
0: um yeah, I just went to like a clinic like a city m d yeah because i uh I just wanted the peace of mind, yeah, um, I hear you, but i hadn't i, I hadn't been in any kind of done any kind of high risk behavior I haven't seen anybody in forever <laughs> uh I wear a mask, I wear a mask to, to go downstairs and check my mail wow, um i No, that's actually actually good. And then I got it in my head, like, maybe I'll have antibodies. Maybe I can donate plasma. Maybe I'll be a fucking superhero and my blood will be valuable. Mm. But that wasn't the case.
1: No. 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 That's not not how that works. But they have plenty of COVID samples. I don't think they need you in particular. I know, but
0: I wanted to feel important.
1: (laughs) Yes. So if you are listening to the sound of our voices and you are wearing a mask and taking precautions, then... I applaud you. Uh I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm very grateful that you are doing what you can to not only protect you but others as well. So thank yeah, you. Do you want to do you want to talk about that a little bit? I do. Because I like because I- the follow up to that is if you're not wearing a mask because you're just some willful asshole who either a doesn't care or believes covid isn't real or that there aren't. It's just the flu, and no. You know this is all blown out of proportion. Fuck you! Oh my god! Stop listening to this podcast. Fuck you! You can die in a COVID
0: fire for all the fuck I care. Yeah. In fact, you can die in twenty COVID fires. I, I can't imagine. The, like like Jesus. It's kind of like I I I'm always like stunned when I find like the men's right activist who like posts praise for my music online. Yeah. And I'm like. How 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 can you have that set of values and be into like my material? Yeah, in the same way that I'm like what you kind of said, like if 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 you're not wearing a mask, uh, stop listening to this podcast. I don't know how you would have ended up here because this has not become just like <laughs> they the, the 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 sort of anti-mask crowd right. sort of frames this as as oh it's personal choice, but it's absolutely not. It is no. absolutely just another bullet point in a divisive cultural war right. between two ideologies. And you have to like, all of your bullet points have to line up in the same thing. Like, if you're on this side, you, uh, masks are an infringement on your liberty and uh, the Black Lives Matter protests are, are yeah. violent riots. Yeah. And... Uh, and o- Obama was guilty of a conspiracy to spy on the president. Right. If you're on now, if you're on the other. So you check those off. Check, 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 check. Yeah. If you're on the other side, then you believe things like uh, masks are a minor inconvenience to help curb a global pandemic. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Black Lives Matter protests are predominantly peaceful protesters that have uh, been mischaracterized by selective footage used yeah. by conservative media, et cetera, et cetera. It's just astonishing to me that the mask thing is like one of the bullet points. I I understand. Yeah. Like, it's like, is this the really, is this the line in the sand?
1: Seriously? This is the thing like this far and no further. That's
0: your, that's the hill you want to die on. That's your personal fucking Waterloo. I feel like I would be, I don't get it. I feel like I would be grateful if I saw somebody online be like, hell yeah, I'm a racist and I wear a mask. (laughs)
2: <laughs> because for two reasons,
0: two reasons I would be psyched about that. <laughs> because one, it'd be like, oh my God, you are able to to actually pick the individual things that yeah. you believe in based on based on your own examination of yeah. them. And two, it'd just be so refreshing to hear somebody be like, yeah, be honest. I'm a racist. Yeah. <laughs> and not just like, well.
1: Well, here's, here, there's also a thing that, I mean, Lisa and I have been, been watching a lot of documentaries since the pandemic. And one of them is the new... Um, Uh, um, a Padma Lakshmi food documentary that is escaping... The name of it escapes me at the moment. But basically, it's her take on American food through minority groups, through Mm. immigrants, right? And there's this one Mexican... There's this one American town that borders Mexico. Uh, I think it's Texas. I'm not... Is it El Paso? Probably. Where... um, because of the Trump administration and the pandemic Like it takes an, like Two hours to get across the border basically mm-hmm. And it's a town that Absolutely fucking relies On immigrant Foreign Help you know what I mean like they, they, they work a lot of the retail They work a lot of the restaurants you know and so And there's this one restaurant That absolutely Depends on People from Mexico coming in And cooking and serving food and there's this guy who owns it who is a staunch Republican who voted for Trump and he fucking loves Mexicans and sees no fucking reason why there should be this delay on the border.
0: Isn't that shit refreshing?
1: It is so weird. It is because the (sighs) rhetoric we've been hearing is that Mexicans are this hardline people like this and this and this and nothing else. And you see this Republican who has never voted for a Democrat in his life Mm -hmm. absolutely says that Trump is an idiot, but he's going to get my vote anyway. But fucking thinks of this border argument as being stupid Mm -hmm. and it's and it's just like and what lisa and i have already come to the conclusion that people are complicated that people are not black and white people have varying degrees of opinions on different things no matter no matter which party they're on
0: that is true people are dynamic and nuanced and our belief systems are complicated but i feel you know in the past uh, let's just say i'll just throw out a number three and a half years. <laughs> but let's be fair. I'm really focusing on the past six months. Sure, sure. That that has become more and more of a four-leaf clover. Yeah. The, the person who has, who goes through and like makes think, a decision based on individual points as, a, yeah. as opposed to just buying the whole package at once and being like, this is what I believe. Everything in column A.
1: I I disagree to a to a, a smaller extent, and you I think, think
0: that's more widespread. You don't think that that's a unicorn.
1: I think what we're listening to are the loudest people who have access to some kind of bullhorn, whether it's TV, radio, podcast, whatever. I think, by and large, people are complicated and have individualized opinions on individualized points, and I think that is really the majority of people. And the people with on the internet. Are the loud minority, and let's face it, on both sides, absolutely have always been loud minorities, right? Yeah. Either the super liberal, you know, everything is allowed, versus the super conservative, nothing is allowed. Sure,
0: you know, and those voices have only gotten louder, louder more, and louder. Yeah, the more and divisive so and combative. It just the seems
1: government. that way when, but when you get down to individual people living individual lives, there are people who fucking will vote for Trump every single time, but also support Black Lives Matter, right? So, like, yeah. there are people out there. It's not uncommon. They just don't have the pedestal to stand on to make their opinions heard. Okay. Um,
0: you know? I mean, I I agree that I... I, I mean, I believe in the, in the core of my being that that is the case, and I think you're making a fine argument saying that it's just the loudest... Uh, I don't know, a most committed to their ideology well, system Here's the
1: thing. If you get your news from social media, you're already fucked. True. Already. True. On both sides of the argument. True. The, the, the far left liberals and the far right conservatives. If, you're, if your news source is social media, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're not reading
0: newspaper articles, then you're fucked. Oh, I've uh, got a fun challenge for you then. Sure. Uh, let's just see how nuanced this goes. I feel like maybe I'm wrong and, and correct me if I'm mischaracterizing you sure. but I feel like we would both probably qualify as in, in short bleeding heart liberals yeah I feel like our I,
1: I am very much an east coast elite yes our our values yes.
0: are much are, are by and large very progressive yeah um based in empathy. See, even that is kind of like, I just now, yeah. even that's even kind of spin. It like, is. To it kind is. of like, say to, like, oh. to, to qualify it as empathetic. To, to qualify yes. it with like some sort of noble characteristic. Right. But I'm doing it because I'm a bleeding heart liberal. Yeah. So what do you think? Like, okay, granted our, the 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 the, the, the sort of demographic, the ideological demographic that we represent. Uh-huh. We also have a bunch of things in our column that we check, 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 yeah. check, check. So even as a bleeding heart liberal, sure. what's an example of something that you've seen your liberal cohort uh bandy around that you mm-hmm. would be like, I, I kind of can't get behind that. Oh, that's good. Because there's gotta be one, because we are also nuanced, complicated kids. I'll give you I'll give you one example. Yeah. And this is not gonna be a very good example because this is not like a hot button issue. Sure. And it's also something that I'm gathering from social media. Yeah. I feel like I do read and watch the news. I get it from a variety of sources, uh-huh. um, but I do spend a lot of time on social media, yeah. mostly looking for the next person I went to high school with the block. And boy, <laughs> have there been a lot of... I had to block my stepbrother and like half of his family Ooh. because they're the goddamn worst. God damn, I just could not hear I, more I did not. pro-cop rhetoric. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this is not going to be the best example, but, but yeah. here's one. I feel anytime our liberal ilk yeah um somebody becomes like kind of a trailblazer and identifies something mm-hmm. new as hey this is problematic and outdated and this is something that that needs to go yeah a lot of the times i'm like you know what i will go back and i will revisit some of my my positions on some of these things and be like yeah like i i don't need to say that or behave in that way anymore right i will adjust for the times yeah and this is this is minor but um, I'm going to use this as an example. I've, I've heard a lot of uh, noise from very liberal social media um, in the past year, declaring that language like describing something as stupid uh-huh. is ableist. Oh, I haven't seen that. And I've I haven't seen that. At I've all. got I've got social media friends who I have watched drop into people's comments and be like, um, "Hey, it's 2020. Can we stop with the ableist language?" And you know what? I might evolve into that attitude in a few years, Uh but right now I'm like, man, liberals are the fucking worst. (laughs) (laughs) I've let go of a lot of problematic language that I grew up with that I had no problem letting go, but if I can't use the word dumb anymore, oh my God, I'm going to have a hard time with the majority of my rants. Uh,
1: Okay, so, so I'm not looking at your toys, I'm sort of looking off thinking. I know. I guess does that predispose? Because uh, I I don't know the literal textbook definitions of like stupid, dumb, ignorant, and what those and the differences between those. So like, is the idea is that stupid means someone with a learning disability or uh, I,
0: incapable of learning or? I, I believe it is a it is considered an ableist slur for people of any kind of um, I, yeah, learning disorder, yeah. some sort of intellect. Uh, and, and, would, and
1: would ignorant be someone who's just someone who doesn't un- know the facts? And once they know the facts, they're no longer ignorant? I still use ignorant by
0: its absolute literal term, which, which means is, like you just don't know. You just don't know. Ignorant just means lacking information. Yeah. Um, I've never used ignorant has, uh, has often been a synonym for stupid and dumb. I've never used it that way because I would never rob myself of the opportunity of describing something as, quote unquote, fucking stupid right those words those syllables yeah. those consonants yeah is so satisfying and maybe i'm just being defensive in the same way that like several years ago i mm-hmm. saw a bunch of really problematic comics throw a fit when people started saying like hey you shouldn't use the r word anymore yeah i had like stopped using that in my or, like adolescence or like or like the term lame or the yeah. term or like that's gay or yeah sure yeah 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 yeah, those, yeah, yeah. yeah n- not such a problem but And again, maybe I'm just going to be like, it's going to take, maybe I'm... This is a sign of my conservatism that comes with age that I was incensed when I saw that. I understand it.
1: Again, like maybe I'm in the same boat with you. Like my age has allowed me a certain amount of conservatism Mm -hmm. uh, in that I think that's... I don't know. I think that's limiting, but I also that also might be a, a massive bias, right? Like, it it doesn't offend me, so therefore it,
0: it's not offensive. I mean, that is um, that is absolutely the core argument yeah. against against canceling any kind of problematic language, right. is that, like, it's things that people who don't, that it might not affect them directly have used in such cavalier right. fashion for so long that it's become second nature, and they never thought about how it could be hurtful to other people. Right. Um, and I, I've recognized that yeah. over over time. It was only, like... Nine years ago. That does not feel very long ago. Nine years ago, Uh I remember having an argument with um, a friend of ours who was referring to their non-binary roommate by uh, non-gender specific pronouns. They and them. Uh That was just nine years ago. And I got in an argument with it because I was like, I'm not doing that. Really? That's ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. And now to look back at that, just nine years ago, I'm horrified. At what an asshole I was about yeah. that, that I was willing to die on that hill. And I would fight with somebody all afternoon. If they, if I saw them online now being like, they, them, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and so it's, so it's, I can't, I don't want to like put a flag on this hill and say like, I am never going to budge from this because it's, it's, it, we can see now and we have documented records of just a few years worth of social media interacted <laughs> yes. interactions to show us yeah. that nine years ago, I had a lot of the things that were problematic that I felt were challenging to me because they didn't affect me. Yeah. Maybe someday the word stupid is going to be that for me. It isn't yet. But it isn't but, yet. But you understand that there are people out there where who
1: are, I guess, taking up this banner. Mm-hmm. Will you still use it on purpose or do you think it's... I mean, I guess you could be forgiven if it's something that you say in casual conversation by accident because of some sort of like default programming, right?
0: Well, I'm saying but, it right uh, now because I'm in front of my best friend and like four <laughs> listeners and two of them are my stepsister and my stepbrother-in-law. Sure. So, and one of them is my wife. So Yeah. So I'm 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 fine saying it here. Maybe we'll get some like pushback for it, but I have definitely stopped using it online. Yeah. I won't I won't say it online somewhere because I don't mostly because I don't want to have the argument or, or I don't want to give somebody the satisfaction of being the one who gets to jump in and be yeah. like, um, yeah. Yeah, heads yeah, yeah. up. Uh, we don't really say I, that I anymore. think, here's,
1: here's the thing, like, I mean, when we were growing up, life was slower, right? Mm-hmm. Like, change, and change by its very definition is a slow process, right? Sure. So, like, now, because information is fucking the speed of a hit the enter, yeah. you know, like, it's, it's like, my nephew, my nephews are going to grow up in a world where change is going to be faster. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're programmed now to adapt faster and, and easier than we will ever be Mm -hmm. right. We are, we're going to have biases that are going to linger and probably until the day we die and we're going to struggle with them because sure, you know, that's just the nature of change. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, to this day when I meet, Um, non-gender specific people I will still accidentally say she or him not because not 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 because I'm trying to prove a point only because it's like no I understand believe me I understand (laughs) and in the moment I say it I catch myself and I have to apologize and I'm very thankful that I'm around very forgiving people you know so I understand that it's, it's hard, like biases are fucking hard. That's why they're biases, right? They're yeah. internal, internalized sort of like default programming.
0: And you're kind of conflating this with perhaps our generation too, because we are, I feel well, like. Well, I think,
1: I think we're the last generation to have grown up without the internet
0: mm-hmm. more,
1: I mean, you know, more or less, right? We're the, like, like yeah. there's a, there's a generation that had no internet for a very short period of time and then had internet. And then I, there's a I did not see
0: the internet until I was an adult. So yes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, and my nephews have are growing up in a world that has always had it, yeah. right? So I think we're the last generation to have struggle with change or at least adapting to change. And I think every, every generation after us is gonna be that much easier for them to like, oh, that's offensive? Okay, you know what? I'm gonna stop doing that because
0: it hurts you hmm. rather than I don't care because it doesn't hurt me. Maybe that's why we get left out of all of the like, Generational conversations because the boomers are like they're the ones that are set in their ways. They're, they seem yeah. to be characterized as being incapable of change, yeah. and they're contrasted with the millennials who yeah. are all about change and embrace yeah. it and and very progressive. Yeah. And we get left out of those conversations because we are kind of in the middle of those two worlds. I mean, literally for the,
1: for the most part, like we understand where the boomers are coming from, but we also understand where the millennials are coming from. Sure, and it's we can see both sides of the argument maybe w- way more objectively than say either camp can, right? Okay. Cuz they're both kind of absolute in their thinking. And I think it's going to be hard for us to negotiate both sides.
0: It is, but I feel like we're also going to be our our generation has now reached its middle age and yeah. um historically you know people <laughs> yes. tend to grow a bit more don't don't trust anybody
1: over 35 or right. something right yeah. and
0: so i i feel like <laughs> i see i see more and more of my friends who were um you know who were very like very fuck the police yeah. um and having bisexual relationships yeah. and like legalized weed yeah, like yeah. when we were young uh, idealists who mm-hmm. are now you know you know, posting their bitter, unabashed support jaded. for the cops. Yeah, and so I feel like if if our generation is the one that like sits on the fence and bridges the two, as we are growing closer and closer toward our death, our numbers of being sympathetic to the younger generation are dropping. And I feel like that's why it's important yeah. for people of our generation to constantly challenge ourselves yeah. and constantly listen to the change that's going on yeah. and stay abreast of it while like not pushing back against changes that are like just minor inconveniences to us. And I'm saying that as a guy who just threw a minor temper tantrum <laughs> because somebody online told me I couldn't say stupid anymore. <laughs> so I'm, that's, I'm actually talking myself through this yeah, now. I'm realizing yeah, yeah. like, it, you know, it's not that important to me that I no. hang on to that. No, it's not. It's not. There's, well, I, you... I'm a guy who is a, just a lover of words and if I can't say, and that's, that's always been my argument with people, especially rappers who have yeah. like thrown fits about certain words, like if you can't find uh more than a dozen synonyms for the thing you're not allowed to say anymore, you're just not very good at your language,
1: yeah. Yeah. And look, I mean, there's going to be extremists on both sides, right? There's going to be the the, the, the one liberal who's like, all words are banned, right? We're only speaking in uh, uh, emotionally thoughtful looks, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. There's going to be that one person who's like, language is, an op- is a tool of the oppressor, right? Right. So I get it. But then there's also going to be on the other side. Like everything's allowed, I can say anything I want and you should and like you being offended is not a me problem, it's a you problem, right? Criticism
0: is tyranny. Right. Yeah. Right. I get it. But like I think You think to bring it back to where we started, I think, you think that inherently though, people are much more nuanced than that and that
1: Well no, I don't well, nuanced, sure, but I think above above nuance, people are more complicated than that. Yeah. And I think and i think we're we as 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 an american society really love labels and really love pigeonholing people and things like that is a that is b mm-hmm. and a
0: and b can't be ab right right because right. we love because because also with the kind of rhetoric of if you are if you are a but you are enjoying this one element of b you are a traitor to a <laughs> right and and therefore all of your other ideals must be like called into question. Right. right. And again, that's true of both sides, right? Sure. Like I like, I am not pinning this entirely yeah. on the red cap crowd. This is like this this definitely does go Oh both
1: no, ways. no. Like like you like you can't be a racist and love Doctor Who. Or, you know, you can't you can't be a liberal and enjoy Cthulhu mythos, right? Or something. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's, like, a, that's a
0: good that's a great example.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like it's it's people are way more complicated and way more. I guess nuance is the right word, but nuance. Uh, sure, complicated and nuance. I guess yeah. is probably the two the two things. And I guess what I'm finding watching documentaries like Padma Lakshmi's title in the show notes and it's escaping me at the moment. Which you haven't seen is really really fucking good. It's basically culture through food. Okay. Um. And and uh, I had a really good time watching it. Um. And it kind of opened my eyes to this idea of like just because I want to pigeonhole people, I want to make turn people into one-dimensional cliches. And right. because it's easier, because I don't have to think, I don't have to, because it allows me not to empathize with someone I vehemently
0: disagree with. Right. It is much easier to it's categorize f- people. Way more easier. Even either than just being A and B, because what we're really doing deep down is saying that there are good people and bad people, right? And there was a, there was a meme that There's got no circulated so much. Um, what was it? I, I, when when uh, the talks of race relations were were yeah. were very explosive on the internet. Yeah. There was this meme that I saw exclusively shared by people who I disagree with on every other point. Yeah. That would say like you know we'll have far fewer pe- problems in this country when people start realizing that it, that there aren't um that the only really thing that divides us is good people and bad. It's, that it's really all just good people so versus simplistic. bad people. It's it's so simplistic and just, it's- It's also infantile. It's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely it's childish. It's Star Wars. Yeah, it absolutely You know what I mean? Is. Like yeah.
1: it's, it's a fucking fantasy.
0: There's no such thing no. as purely good or purely bad because good people do bad things and I bad feel people like, do good things. Oh my God, I feel like the last 40 minutes was just a buildup to get myself a little point from like 10 years ago where I feel like you and I had a conversation I feel like you and I had an argument, like, long before we had this podcast, uh-huh, uh-huh. where you believed in good and bad. I did, yes. I know. I very and much did. So this was all just a setup to see how you've grown over the years. <laughs> <laughs> and look at you. You don't believe it anymore. It's
1: not over the years. It's only since I met Lisa in my life.
0: Oh, no. I, I mean, she, I, is, she, she is has been... Me. Oh, she's absolutely... She's a genius, and she's, like, level-headed and articulate and... and A person who is much easier to have conversations with you that are productive than your fucking (laughs) ranting twitchy friend who screams at furniture. Uh, (laughs) But you've done some work on your own. I I guess this
1: is, look, I guess this is all to say, I know we're not a a political
0: podcast and we're not even close
1: to like a current events podcast. This isn't
0: even political, really. Yeah. Because like saying that this is a political conversation is it's in self, indicative of the kind of mindset that we are just well, that we just sort of unpacked.
1: No, well, I well, I disagree with you because I think I think any any kind of opinion where you are dissecting your own biasy is an act is a political act, right? That is a radical act, and where you are you are forcing yourself to examine your own biases and your own sort of limitations so that you can examine the world from a more broader space. I agree
0: with that, but I think that using the descriptor political is so charged, because it's language that is used when somebody says, you know, uh, you know, when somebody online would say something like, hey, Black Lives Matter, and somebody else says, whoa, why we got to get all political? Which is usually just shorthand for, you're saying a thing I don't agree with. Yeah, but the thing... Which is, as as somebody like, hold on, let me finish this thought. thought. As somebody who has um... Gosh, how do I say this? I feel like I have had so many interactions with fans who comment on stuff and and like my stuff and support my stuff. Yeah, and and as well as many of my peers in this in this rap business. Sure, we find ourselves in these positions where we are always like sharing stuff and promoting stuff and being like happy and like positive and and ex- expressing things that we like. Yeah, if we ever say anything that seems to challenge an ideal that might be shared by a a sect of our fan base sure the criticism that comes back a hundred percent of the time is is something to the effect of oh well this is political even if it's something like as benign as hey i hope everybody's wearing masks whoa man i liked you when you weren't so political which also makes me think like how long have you been a fan (laughs) Have, have you heard me you should you should listen to me because you'll hate it. Well, but I, I'm just saying. So that language describing something as political yes. has always been kind of charged. The term politically correct is is, like a, is a dog whistle in itself. Yes. Um,
1: well, the problem is that we haven't come up with a word or a phrase that describes what it is to everyone's satisfaction, right? And and here's the thing: like I am of particularly because I guess I am. I'm not an immigrant. I'm a fucking American, but like I'm also Puerto Rican, right?
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! What?
1: I know. I'm. I am. I am of Latin <sighs> Hispanic descent, right? I am not.
0: This is complicated. Now.
1: I get it. I understand. Okay, go on. So like, I'm. I am of the 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 these mindset of that everything is political, right? Because you happen to exist in the world, and there are people in this world. Who don't like you because you simply exist? Yeah, you know, and for them that's a political thing, and it gets and 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 if someone's for me at least, when someone shouts on the internet, whoa, 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 that's too political. Mm-hmm. That's a commentary on them, not me. Yeah, right. right. So like that's
0: that's a them problem, sure, not a they, me problem. People who are going to be so touched by. well in the wrong way so affected by something that you posted that disagreed with something that they believe they were so affected that they were compelled to respond by declaring that it's too political yeah that person is going to be 10 times out of 10 also very political you will go to their profile and find that they have many things that espouse their (laughs) own like belief systems so that's also when somebody says something is too political it's also shorthand for it's the wrong kind of politics
1: or I don't like that thing you just said yes which, like, again, I don't think wearing mask is a political thing. But if someone's going to declare that it is, that's that's a them issue, not oh, a it, issue.
0: absolutely, you I know, mean, yes, and they, you know, they I think,
1: I, I think, I think wearing a mask is a responsible thing, not a political thing. But if people want to make it a political thing, I, there's nothing I can say or do is going to stop.
0: It. No, you absolutely you cannot. Know? It's it's if there were ever, uh, I, I don't think I've found anything yet, and. I have been fighting with people on the internet for years about nonsense, yeah. and I don't think I have seen heels dug in as hard as I have on the mask issue, where it's just and and maybe yeah. it's not just because it's that maybe it's that issue because it's this particular year and and we have yeah. evolved and we've all learned how we can stand our ground via social media, yeah, b- via or uh, regarding what what it is that we stand for, but. I don't know that I've ever had fights that were as stonewalled or as explosive or resulted in as many unfriends and blocks as asking people to wear a mask in the midst of a global health crisis that is affecting everything that they're upset about being affected. And I'm glad that we have brought it back to masks because we started this conversation about masks and we went on a hell of a tangent but yeah. we've brought it back and that's good because that is the context i needed for this conversation
1: well it's also like and and that's <clears throat> for me a very low bar that is the lowest fruit on the tree uh in terms of like wear a mask right and we haven't even talked about like black lives matter
0: oh we're going to say that because for act they two.
1: do you know or <laughs> defund the police which they should which doesn't mean abolish the police and again i'm you know i'm just throwing out all kinds of sure, stuff because sure. like those like defund the police is a political statement to make, right? Black Lives Matter is a political statement to make. Masks, seriously? Okay, I guess. I'm just saying because you know,
0: yeah, it got swept up and adopted, I think, by the loudest population on social media, who is the most affected by and the we, the, the by we have to keep remembering targeted information is the smallest amount of people it is it is the vocal minority i'm i'm going to i want to agree with you on that but i maybe i'm more afraid and more cynical than you um i agree mm. that they don't represent everybody in the world at large but yeah. that chorus is so loud yeah that because well first of all the
1: vocal minority has always been so loud sure. remember remember oh god in the salad days of the internet where I said you know I like thing and people would come on and go you're wrong for liking thing sure. and then there was a pushback of like let people like things yeah I look I, I get this this is oversimplification but this is the same fucking thing like you know black lives matter all lives matter you know what I mean like it's let people voice a fucking opinion you, you don't have to like it but let people voice a fucking opinion yeah you know and
0: and Yeah. And again, I'm going to make this this I'm going to even turn that into an us versus them thing, which I'm trying not to do. I'm trying to keep this like giving society at large the benefit of the doubt. But (laughs) if you're like because there are a lot of people that will also argue that having profoundly different political stances on something is just a difference of opinion. They'll chalk it up to a difference of opinion. Part, and part, and sure. I, know, I mean... No, they will do that to their detriment in a way when you're saying like, hey, I believe a group of people who have been treated really poorly for generations uh, I see deserves to be treated well. Well, we have a difference of opinion. Um, no, no, that's history. Yeah, that, no, that's history. <laughs> that's that's <But> fact. <laughs> when people, when they form an opinion as a response mm-hmm. to an opinion, all lives matter. Blue lives matter. Right. Masks are mind control. Then... <laughs> I think it gets a lot more complicated because then people try to try to present their thing that they believe in as right. something that is cherished and should be protected just like everybody else's beliefs should when their belief exists solely to be counterpoint to try to shout down their perceived opponents. I th- yeah, on I media. think
1: I think social media has evolved into a thing that its creators never Ever in a million years could ever have foreseen.
0: No, um, I, I mean yes, I agree with that. Yeah,
1: basically they took a thing that was a quaint idea, and then human and then human beings ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. right? Human beings uh, with their own agenda or their their need to make money off of everything that they do have essentially ruined it for everybody else.
0: Yeah, and and <laughs> uh, and, and it started as early as just people. Who always wanted attention. Yeah. Like um, people who didn't get attention found the safety to do so. Right. on Social media at, in the dawn of social media. And that has become kind of the norm.
1: Right. Which I guess I'm going to say again, if you're if you're getting your news and uh, current event updates from social media, my opinion Maybe you should seek out other
0: sources. I I, I especially take issue with people who, like, (laughs) who like put all of their eggs in a belief that has been espoused by a meme, right? And will condemn the corrupt, lying media. Yeah, that are like there are uh, journalists still have to meet like journalistic standards.
1: They don't. But I hear what you're saying. Like, if you work if you work for, like, the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, um, if you are a staff member of the New York Times, I'm not talking about editorials. Right. If you are a staff member of, like, the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Post right. or...
0: If you are any of those people, you cannot post an article that says, that includes the line, children are being slaughtered in the streets of Democrat-run cities. Yes. But if you got if you've got a solid color background and some white text and you put that in a meme, you can get 200,000 people to share that and they will now make that part of their religion. (laughs) And that's unfortunate. You won't listen. And which is why it's so upsetting in a pandemic that has affected the entire world how far misinformation and conspiracy theories have run to the point where People will no longer trust people with PhDs. Yeah, but they will trust people with MS Paint. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is probably the greatest thing to go out on. Uh, I think we should take a
0: break. <laughs> okay, we probably should. I'm I'm really angry, and I need to go. Uh, I need to go fight with <laughs> some cousins on Facebook real quick. <laughs> um. So yeah, you're good. I'm good. Let's take a break. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back in just a moment. In the following beats, the right hand stays with the eighth notes, the left hand plays on two and four, and the interesting syncopations are formed by the variations on the bass drum. 'Cause we're making good marks. When I'm taking everything I know and burning it down. When my first name is both a verb and a noun. When they're selling magic that I buy with no doubt. When it's real to me, damn it, and I'm crying it out. And even when I know it can't be, I wanna let myself believe the things that I see. I'm marking out, marking out. Billy motherfuckers, funny rabbits are for tricks Kid, listen, get us on your funny track, we'll fix it Corny carny, see a couple of marks But then we come in and then these rappers scatter from us like sharks Only hacks wanna flex, blue checks and numbers Who cares in the winters? Double dare you in the summers Do some physical challenges, that'll take you to hell Zach Morris on the phone, you ain't saved by the bell There's no to remix, your old Fetterline hits Head clowns are drowning while I swim in gold medals like spits You're the worst in all the land Small ashamed with all your envy I'm the world's strongest man Hall of Famer, call me Henry Call me Callaway When parts of your anatomy are taken I'm the chosen one the only son of natalie and hayden animated i ain't joking i'm the scariest yet when you're buried i'm with harrison and carry on the I'm set marking, I'm marking, I'm I'm in the bungalow, winging it like a buffalo Until I'm spitting in, it's incredible like a buffalo I'm sitting comfortable down below with the Hustle, Suited like a professional sickness Where the medic go, bro? Around the court like a maverick No Cuban cigar, the shark tank can handle it it. so you know it. the war's in the stars Better hit the deck for the joker that's in the cards So look no further I serve beef well done, now here's a wall burger So it is on site like it's a web server Cannibalism in the cars, like that's a twin murder Get it? Nah Hit it with banks and I'm ready to start Ignite what's on the charts For my permanent Rune uh, knows a start Undertaker to heart In prime time. I have you all Afraid to die It goes Boom Bang Pooh Bang You Bang boo, Dang Dip dip dive. Invite us You might find We'll take your track And kick you off As fast as your Wi-Fi Wake up You're afraid of the dark You need a break Son Take a day in the park And let us break Stuck Till we're making it spark And get an eight a- because 'cause we're making good marks. When I'm taking everything I know and burning it down. When my first name is both a verb and a noun. When they're selling magic that I buy with no doubt. When it's real to me, damn it, and I'm crying it out. And even when I know it can't be, I wanna let myself believe the things that I see. I'm marking out, I'm marking out. Did you know that the Epic Podcast is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network? And did you know that the Nerdy Show Podcast Network is home to dozens of other programs that are also surely relevant to your nerdy interests? Well, both of these bits of information are all the way true, friends. Swing by nerdyshow.com and see what treasures await you. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, or subscribe via Spotify or Stitcher as listener support. Entertainment, We rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdy show, you can fund the entire Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Piecast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Folks, welcome back to Act Two of the Epic Piecast The Return. Part two The Epic
1: Pie Is okay. The epicening,
0: the... Are you trying to name this episode right Probably, now? Probably, yeah. I'm. I'm going to need some help when we get di- yeah, time the, to the, do the, show the, notes.
1: Yeah, the, the re-podcastinating.
0: The, uh, the re-socialization of <laughs> Wait, one...
1: procrastination. Podcastination?
0: Oh, God, I hate that. I hate those, like, forced portmanteaus <laughs> that... And this... I know I always, like, tie these things back to rappers, Yeah. But rappers do that shit all the time. they yeah. like I'm just going to smash a couple of words together and yeah. like this is to create the illusion of being interesting.
1: <laughs> well, I think I think my one of, one of the favorite turns of phrases of yours uh, if I may quote One Shape of the Dark Lord uh trimmingses,
0: trimmingses. Yeah, from the my Christmas song last year. Yes. Um you know I just <laughs> needed a syllable, right? I know. I know. I'm going to tell you, I do that a few times. I know. Yeah. You do that a lot. I have a song where I say, Silent Lily. (laughs) And no one's ever called me on it, but I did it just because I needed a syllable. Here's another one. One of my newer songs, I've got a thing where I describe weather as inclemental. (laughs) That's not a word. That's not
1: a word. No. That is not a word. I know I give you a lot of shit for this, but it's actually one of my favorite things that you've ever done. Oh, God. Where you rhyme ghost with ghost. It's where, funny. how in, in ghost. In, in, in the, the song
0: ghost. Yes. Ghost. I'm a ghost. I am a ghost and I go boo. Yeah. That's not a rhyme. That's the first bar.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's no. one of my favorite things.
0: That's not, I didn't rhyme ghost. with All right.
1: I know I give you shit for it, but I gotta love it.
0: I know. I, I know that there are plenty of times when I rhyme a word with the same word, <laughs> but I don't think in boo. I'm a ghost that I rhymed ghost with ghost. Folks, have I, did, in the song Boo, I'm a Ghost, from my 2013 album Sick Passenger, did I rhyme the word ghost with ghost? Let us know at epicpiecast at gmail.com. In fact, if you have
1: any other examples where Schaefer has rhymed uh, a word with the exact same word, send those in at epicpycast at gmail.com. Please note
0: that homophones do not count.
1: Ooh, qualifiers.
0: Right, like if I rhyme prince. The musician with prints like from your fingertips <laughs> that does not count okay homophone <laughs> all right so we are an act two of our of yes. our reuniting the, the,
1: the less heady portion of the show right
0: once upon a time yeah oh my god i was about to say once upon a time this was a podcast about pop culture yes <laughs> but uh, once upon a time, I used to say in every episode, once upon a time, this yeah. was a podcast about pop culture. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so not a the, tradition. There's nothing new that's happening here. But I feel like if we have not done a show since May, and even then we did it Longer lately, still, yeah. And then it was five months before that that yeah. we had done one. Uh, I feel like we should probably get caught up on... Some pop culture? Well, yeah. I mean, they don't just necessarily have to be like, like... Consumable, fun, entertaining mm-hmm. distractions. Sure, it sure. Be like anything that has happened in the world at large. Oh dear, fuck! A lot of things have happened. Oh, this is the we have watched <laughs> things, we have played things, we have been horrified by things. Oh my god!
1: So uh, I may have been wrong when I said this would be the last, the less heady portion of
0: the show. Well, we'll just we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We should just like <laughs> take turns, and and see okay and do it kind of quickly because i don't want okay. to spend the whole time talking about hannibal no i just use hannibal as an example because i know right. it's a show that neither of us have watched i've watched it fuck i've just yeah. taken a guess
1: yeah that's okay uh
0: i was trying to think of something else but i i got nothing okay to be an example of something that
1: handmaid's tale i haven't seen it
0: i haven't seen it either
1: there you go all right done westworld i haven't seen it
0: oh great i have not seen that either okay it's robots So, let's start with you. (laughs) What is something that you have uh, consumed or screamed at Mm -hmm. during the great pandemic of 2020?
1: Uh, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Okay. Uh, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Oh, Johnny come lately. I know. (laughs) That show was great. That show was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Lisa and I uh, watched Downton Abbey. We watched every single episode Mm -hmm. and the movie, and we kind of miss it. We kind of... It's such a lovely sort of like melodramatic, over-the-top feel-good show yeah. in the midst of the chaos that is 2020, uh, and we loved it. We, I
0: remember when it first came out, and it was, yeah. like, it was, it was quite a buzz, yeah. and people were really into it, and I thought I'd check it out, um, even though, I mean, costume dramas weren't really, really like big, that's not like a big draw for me. Sure, 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 um, sure. But I was like, I'll give this a shot. And so at that point, there, were, there wasn't a movie. And I don't think there was a third season. It was just the first two seasons.
1: No, there were six seasons, actually. Oh,
0: there were. Yeah. Okay. Well, at this point, there were only two seasons of it. Right. they were on the air. And I remember watching the, the first two seasons continuously while <laughs> I had the most amazing <laughs> flu. <laughs>
1: was
0: years ago, I remember just sitting down and like, all right, I'll see what this thing's all about. And just before you know it, 20 hours later. Couldn't look away. I think there was a break between season two and season three that might have coincided with the writer's strike. I don't know. I'm just talking out my ass. I don't know either. I think there was a break between the two of them, but I never went back and finished the show. And I never saw the movie. That's a
1: shame. It's it's lovely. It's a lovely, lovely show. The movie is not great, but it's basically a two hour episode and I loved it. Great. Yeah. Uh, So there you go. What do you got? Harley Quinn,
0: the animated series. I
1: fucking love Harley Quinn, the animated series. I
0: When I first, after I listened to people scream on the internet for yeah. several weeks about how great Harley Quinn, the animated series yeah. is, and I rolled my eyes because I was like, I have Batman fatigue. Uh-huh. I have Harley Quinn fatigue. Or rather, I've just never really been that connected to Harley Quinn sure. as a character. And I don't need another cartoon in my life. Sure. And people kept <laughs> ranting about it. And nobody gave away what the hook is. Everybody's just like, "Oh, it's really good." Yeah. Nobody really like gave away that it is if there's something special about so this that will blow your expectations away. So I started watching it, and you know, within ten minutes of the first episode, I had pooped my pants, <laughs> and I remember it is so funny, screaming at yeah. you, "Yeah, dude, yeah, you have." To see Harley Quinn.
1: I I uh, uh, I guess this is a thing. My follow up to it. I, I completely agree with you. My follow up to that is I, uh, did I I di- DC uh universe the streaming channel. Mm-hmm. I I would rant and raved and screamed at clouds of like I'm not gonna buy another goddamn streaming service. Sure. I watched the first episode of Harley Quinn and I bought the fucking mm-hmm. streaming service, uh, just to watch the second season and. Holy
0: crap, it's so good. It's so progressive. Yeah. It's so... Foul-mouthed. It's so foul. Like, there's just explicit swearing. And never once does it ever
1: punch down in its humor. No. It absolutely 100% punches up. Yep. And it is better for it.
0: Yep. It absolutely takes the piss out of every trope of the Batman universe.
1: Oh, it it takes the piss out of every costume character the DC universe has.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It goes, yeah. It It extends beyond the Batman universe. Yeah. And... It is... I, I really loved uh, the Birds of Prey movie. So uh, did I. I watched that I, I as loved well. It. I loved it so much yeah. and I that was the first time I saw something where I was like, you know what? I think I might like kind of care about the yeah. character of Harley Quinn now yeah. because it got into the right people's hands and they started doing something interesting with it. And then the animated series just... Just blew that That's out so of the water good. and solidified it for life. It's the best characterization of that character. And it's, it's one of
1: the best characterizations of a lot of those characters. A lot of them. Like the Joker is phenomenal in um, this one
0: because he's such garbage. Yeah. He's um, a
1: garbage human being. Yeah. Batman, I love this version of Batman. Oh. Gordon, Gordon, I love this version of Gordon. Uh, Jesus,
0: Ivy, like, <laughs> Ivy it's, is it's so
1: good. King Shark, Clayface, like
0: the whole cast.
1: I is have just... never cared about Clayface until the Harley Quinn animated series, <sighs> and now he's one of my favorites.
0: Oh my god, I, I just fall in love with him yeah. like every episode. Yeah. Uh, cannot recommend it enough. It is, it is some of the best. Uh, material created in the Batman universe it's, in years, it's brilliantly written. It, I would, I would even, I would argue and say, like, I will, I think that it's my favorite Batman animated series ever.
1: Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but it is definitely my top five. So, Absolutely, yeah, top yeah. If
0: you've heard on people online like rumbling about uh, Harley Quinn the animated series, everything positive they said is true. Check that shit out it's
1: and it's also like the perfect binge show oh yeah you know it's because it's it's a one complete narrative arc every season mm-hmm. and it just the story just keeps getting better and better it and better. literally
0: gets better every yeah. episode yeah even when I would see like the kind of like preview of what the next episode was I was like okay this one's not going to be very good yeah nope no nope. it's better every it episode it gets
1: better the more you watch it because it because it, it feeds on everything that happened before it it's it's really good
0: I, uh, I, I and I will always laugh at animated characters screaming the word fuck over and over <laughs> in various ways yes so.
1: yes to continue that to moving on okay. I would like to sing the praises of Doom Patrol mm. Doom Patrol Tell me is amazing in the, in much the same way that here, here are characters in the DC Universe I have literally never cared about um, I absolutely now have pinned a lot of hopes and dreams on it is it's good it's it's good in the same way that Harley Quinn is good, but it takes a more god I know I know this is a fucking trope that's been said before it's a real world take on these characters that live in a real breathing world, but it leans in so. So hard into the comic book aspects of it. It doesn't shy away from it. It fucking embraces it. And it works. Huh. It's progressive. It's it's forward thinking. It has something to say about people who are different. And people who hate people who are different. And it's just such a refreshing series to watch. That is also just the single most comic book live action thing I've seen in a very long time.
0: You know, I've never... Been invested in Doom Patrol. I think when I was a kid and I was buying comic books, I think I got a few issues of a yeah, a, me too. Of a series that started. Yeah. Um, I didn't really connect with it. I don't really remember anything about it. Uh, I know that over the years I have a friend who works at Midtown Comics, mm-hmm. my friend Ingrid. I'm um, Shout out. I know there's no shout way to Ingrid. listen to this because you have taste. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 14 listeners. What up? Shout out to C. Muldrow. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so... But my friend Ingrid has always been like, Doom Patrol's amazing. This live action series is coming. I'm so psyched. And I was like, Doom Patrol? Isn't there like a robot in the gr- I don't know shit about shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have heard so many things about it. And I think the 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 biggest takeaway I took from your kind of review there mm-hmm. was saying, like, I've never cared about Doom Patrol. Because I thought, because I know that you've been like a ride or die
1: oh, DC I'm a, D- lifer, I'm a DC fan so boy, I just yeah. assumed that. Yeah.
0: This was going everything to be- they
1: make is a gold. Yeah, no, I, I, I assume this thing close. was
0: going to like appeal to you because you had like years of reading. This no, week. not even close. Well, I'll check it out. Where is that? Is that also on their? that That, that, that is on their streaming service. Uh, <laughs> I'm not getting another streaming service.
1: <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you my uh, my login. Uh, yeah, sweet. I'll give you my login. And here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing about the DC streaming service that I didn't know about going in. Um, all of their back almost all of their back catalog that's available and say like Comixology mm-hmm. to buy is free on the streaming service.
0: Wow, so you just they have uh, you can
1: read comic books.' They
0: have, for like, free. Is there like a separate app that like runs on your tablet no, just... It's
1: the DC uh, huh. app. So you can watch stuff and read stuff. I mean, uh, you may not be able to do it like on your TV or maybe you can. I never tried. but I watch almost everything uh, that I'm not watching with Lisa on my tablet anyway. So, like, being able to, like, go from a TV show to a comic book in one seamless little, little push of a, of, a, of a virtual button is amazing. Hmm. Yeah. And they have a lot of other stuff there as well. They have a lot of, like, back catalog movies and animated series and stuff. It isn't a lot, but it's kind of worth it at this point, you know. And also you get, like, a discount if you want to do, like, HBO Max as well. Huh.
0: Yeah. Um, well, maybe I'll look. Maybe I'll check that out once yeah. I get your login yeah no,
1: i'll give you my login off, off mic uh but i i really I, I really love doom patrol it's it's an amazing show um which got me started reading old doom, doom patrol uh, comic books i think there's like a grant morrison runner on yeah. On, I don't know, yeah on it and i'm starting to read that and fucking love it it's basically the x-men before x-men unless i'm unless i'm right about that i'm not entirely sure um but i like it so Great. what else you got
0: uh, well, to, I guess, continue that thread, Watchmen. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so I know Watchmen aired a while ago. Yeah. And I watched it as it aired. Yeah. And I might have even talked about it in our last episode. Probably. You probably did. I didn't in, I don't think I would have by December, but I think I might, maybe I mentioned it in the last one. Sure. But I rewatched it since uh, since George Floyd and the, and the sure. Black Lives Matter uh, protests uh, kind of Started creating real change across the country. Yeah. Uh, Watchmen has it's it's an HBO series that takes place uh, many years after the events of the comics. Right, um, so it is it is a sequel and it is not based on the Zack Snyder universe. It is based on the
1: comic book universe. The
0: yeah, the uh, Alan Moore. Oh wait,
1: so there there was a giant exploding squid?
0: Yes, that happened. Wow. Instead of instead of they, them being like, uh, let's just make Doctor Manhattan the villain at the end. No, it was a giant squid appeared and destroyed New York. And there are characters that exist in the universe that have severe trauma because of that.
2: Wowzer, wowzer.
0: Watchmen has no business being as good as it is. It's So good. And it got, when I took a few months off and then watched it after George Floyd, it's even better. It, it, the thing that's so magical about it is I know that there are so many people that have created media that is supposed to be an extension of something that was Mm -hmm. like, had come out 20 or 30 years ago. Right. And it, it often feels like Westworld. It often feels forced. It feels like fan service. It feels like the way this is done. It feels like it is in that universe like an absolute continuation of that story. And it isn't like huge fan service. There are very few characters from the original Watchmen that are actually in this story. Uh They're there. There are a couple there and they're important that they're there. Sure. But it's a much bigger world. And it's basically what the world became after the events of Ozymandias giant squid dropping on New York. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and it is a very frank, candid, uh, examination of of racism in america holy at the shit same time it's it's so good without even being tied to an original pop culture property it's that much better that it is tied to it if you read that book a, yeah. a million times it's it, and it, it just it doesn't make sense to me how good it is and i think oh, i can man. say this like a lot of people who have watched it um because i heard this kind of echoed throughout social media yeah. a lot as somebody who grew up Uh, in rural iowa sure and went to school in the 80s and 90s in public school right uh i got a very compromised uh history education and before watching the this Watchmen series i had never heard of the tulsa race riots
1: almost no one has yeah that's that's the that's the i mean i grew up the, the 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 my formative educational years were in New York City. I was born in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. You know, and I went to school in the Bronx until like, you know, right before junior high, I didn't know about the Tulsa Race okay. riots. So like, that was news to me when I heard about it. Um,
0: um it is a it is a major narrative uh bullet point in the story of Watchmen. In fact, if memory serves and I don't want to spoil too much, I believe the first episode opens with the Tulsa Raid spreads. Here, here's, a,
1: here's the thing about this. I've This has been on my radar to want to watch for a while. I haven't because I just, I didn't want to download another streaming service or get a cable channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know my wife is going to listen to this. And Lisa, I love you with all my heart. I would marry you again in a heartbeat. Aww. But I really wish this is something I could watch with my wife. I really, really do. She's not going to because she hates comic books with a fury and a passion and a heat of a thousand suns. But like, this is something that I know I'm going to watch eventually. I wish I could share it with her.
0: I'm going to say this and I I'm, I'm, obviously this is going to sound like it's coming from a place of bias sure. because I really want you to see it. Right. But I, I mean this sincerely because um, I think Bunny watched a couple of episodes with it but she was very busy at the time. So yeah. I don't think she saw all of it but she was captivated by it and hadn't read the original books it does not play like a super like superhero fiction okay it's something absolutely unique wow and it is so relevant to the times that we live in right now in a shocking way that it it almost makes me feel like the people who wrote this thing knew it was coming were time travelers and like (laughs) figured it out first it's so poignant wow it's so measured and thoughtful and Powerful and evocative. It's and you don't you benefit from having read the original graphic novel, but it is not um, it is not your conventional superhero fare. It is something much more. I feel like it's probably more akin to the Handmaid's Tale universe. Yeah, in that it's a little more dystopian. Yeah, um, but with really pointed commentary at the state of the world that we are currently in
1: see i know i know you didn't want to go off and like tangents on this stuff you wanted to keep yeah, this more yeah, quick fire yeah, yeah. i get that but like i just want to i just want to add and this is related but not specific to this this is why i love comic books so much and why people keep asking or why the question you know you know are comic books still relevant in this day and age and why i will always say yes because comic books have always been the the, 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 the forerunner, the the sort of like response to the times that we live in. Right. Sure, absolutely. And comic books, by and large, have always been about on the site on the right side of history, right?
0: Right. Like And they also they benefit from being manufactured quickly and cheaply. Yes. So they can get in front of a major like sort of social development. Right, right. Whereas film.
1: like like mag like Time magazine takes at the at, at minimum a month, if not six months, to to write an article for right sure. comic books fast, super fast, and you're, and you, and the people who are doing it are are trying to get ahead of what is relevant in our day and age, and more often than not is on the right side of history and and which is why comic books have always been on the pulse of what is not only popular but also relevant historically. And and we have our favorite characters responding to things that we feel powerless responding to, and I just I just fucking love comic books.
0: I know, yeah, and and I mean everything you just said could have been like that was the it's like a blueprint for a, an analysis of the original Watchmen. Yeah, Gibbons more.
1: Well, it's also like dating back when fucking like Superman fought the Klan, you know when Captain when, America punched when, Hitler, right? When when Batman had to deal with like you know
0: drugs, when when the original <laughs> X Men were like struggling with like mental health and 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 being like, having like closeted queer characters, right?
1: It's sort of like it's 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 kind of where i got my morality from you know yeah. in my early formative days you sure. know like racism racism is bad accepting different people is good you know yeah. it's it's a little more black and white it's, in comic books not, obviously but yeah. it's it's where i formed my opinions on how good people or people who are trying to be good should live in the world
0: it's not all just Capes and tights. That's the that's the sheer that yeah. that's the sheen. That's, that's the exterior. The, the dismissiveness that's of the them, thing yeah. that like pull people into it. But comic books and and some of these characters that have existed in our pop culture lexicon for sixty years, they wouldn't have been around. They wouldn't have made it. No, they wouldn't. If, have. if they hadn't like had a hook, yeah, a narrative hook to get people in. Otherwise, it's just assholes in tights <laughs> punching people. Exactly. Um, like, and I, here's one more thing about Watchmen that I'm done. But yeah. I know that Alan Moore has historically. Uh, condemned all of his work.
1: Yeah, he he's always does. Weird he never likes anything he's creepy, does.
0: recluse. He says everything he's made is bad. Anything that has like touched anything he's made has been bad. And he's condemned studios for making just like a shameless cash grab. <laughs> Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie, shameless cash grab. Yeah. You were trying to like cash in on how like Christopher Nolan's Batman franchise was like making superhero movies like a big deal again. Yeah. Um that and that was shameless. I still liked it. I like it. I, I still liked it. Um this when DC a few years ago did a series of Watchmen books that was like they were like prequels like or extensions of some of the Watchmen characters I bought all of those mm-hmm. and I'm a sucker because yeah, they that, was, very good. that was a shameless cash yeah, they that very was good. just like yeah. let's sell these they're books. okay I guess Watchmen that t- television series is something else and I feel like I feel like somebody, I don't I like I wonder if like part of him like secretly collaborated on because it's written in the voice of that original series. Oh wow. And for a cash grab to come out and challenge the status quo in such a profound way that it does makes it so much more powerful and yeah. so much more potent than yeah. than just another like, oh, we're gonna make money off of like a title that we own. Right. Watchmen. If you haven't watched it, watch it. <laughs> then watch it again, and then text your friend Mark to tell you tell him how much you liked it. Uh okay. There's also an element of the story that is very Downton Abbeyish. Ooh Okay, that's it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. About. Okay. Now it's your turn. Uh let's see. Should we go um you, uh, anything. It's,
1: you know was, what? I, I have been I have been binge reading uh the The Immortal Hulk. Oh. Yes. Who wrote that? I Oh god, I'm so terrible. Doesn't with names matter. When and was ours. it
0: published? Is that, that's a better idea? Is it nineties like
1: uh, aughts? Oh no, recently. Recently. It's it's okay. only like maybe Oh, God, I'm going to get this wrong. Like, maybe 20 issues in. Oh, okay. So, like, the past couple of years. And the first story arc was a straight-up horror story. Oh. With, like, basically the uh, Bruce Banner and the Hulk unable to die. And it's amazing. It sounds like, it sounds
0: like some Edgar Allan Poe shit. That it's, like, okay. It gets
1: real fucking creepy, real fucking fast, and it gets real spooky and i love it
0: it's about time somebody wrote a monster story about a monster yeah that character is a monster yeah um i i always i think i'm now maybe i'm maybe i didn't always think this but maybe i'm just now realizing like maybe i always kind of wanted there to be like horror story in the hulk universe because it's yeah it's like a jekyll and hyde story. he's a monster it is
1: a jekyll and hyde story and and it also plays around with like the mo and it both acknowledges and plays with the idea that there have been multiple versions of Hulks. Mm-hmm. You know, in this idea that gamma radiation brought out this latent multiple personality disorder in Doctor Bruce Banner. Huh, and he's not always in control.
0: I love it. <laughs> so
1: it's good. It's very good. I mean, I here's the thing. I have I have slowly. Uh, become a Marvel fanboy and I'm reading things above and beyond like your catch-all like you know your mainstream Spider-Man or your mainstream Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four is back and I am fucking loving it Um, but like I'm starting to get into more of the stuff that I never read which is you know I'm reading like Hulk I'm reading Miles Morales Spider-Man I'm reading Gwen Stacy you know Ghost Spider and I'm really digging what Marvel is putting out right now awesome yeah
0: I haven't read like any comics in. I know, ages. all I do is make Patreon content and put on live stream shows. And,
1: uh, the stuff that Batman is doing right now, I think you would genuine, genuinely like. I know, I know that I, 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 I recognize that exasperated sigh, I really do. But uh, I think you would genuinely enjoy what, what's coming out right now,
0: unless he's sitting in a chair because now, all of his bones are broken and he can't stand. I'm not uh, interested. Jesus. Please watch Harley Quinn, the animated series. Uh all right, what do you got? Uh The Last of Us Part Two. Video Game. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Naughty Dog is back with a new installment you of like a it? sad video game in the apocalypse. I'm starting to realize, I don't know why I'm saying I'm starting to realize. Uh for years, I really only play like one kind of game.
1: Dystopian uh Dystopian games sure.
0: where you fight a variety of increasingly <laughs> difficult monsters. And you are collecting health (laughs) and weapons. Yeah. And then continuing to shoot them. Either first person, like most recent uh, Resident Evil, or over the shoulder, like uh, Days Gone. Sure. I just constantly play these games. Um, I love the original uh, uh, Last of Us Part 1. And so, obviously, I'm playing the second one. Uh, I'm not that far in because... Even during pandemic, I have not been playing video games so much because, again, I spend all of my time making Patreon content and planning for the next live stream show. Yeah. Which is a just a ton of work. That I'm sure. It consumes me constantly. But every now and then I get like, I'll give myself a couple of days and I'll just kind of like play this game. Um, I read a lot of criticism about it online and I read criticism about the criticism online. Huh. Where I read that like early reviewers kind of panned the game, even though it's like a big tentpole for Naughty Dog. It's sure. a big tentpole for PlayStation. Yeah. It's a huge event game, but, like, some of the early reviewers kind of panned the game and that so many gamers responded to it by doing the exact same thing, by just kind of, like, echoing all of their complaints right away. Um, I didn't read any of those reviews. I saw people saying, like, Last of Us was a real letdown. I I, I can't even be—I don't know where I am, but I know I'm nowhere near halfway through the game. And it's, it's gorgeous. It, it plays well. It's well, do you a beautiful world. Do, do you, do
1: you, do you, I haven't played the game, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So are you aware of the twist? No. Oh, then never mind. I'm, that's as far as I'm going to go.
0: Okay. Uh, I am not. I'm not far enough to know of the twist. I know there's a twist in the first game that appears in the second game. I'm just going to ask you. Okay. Is it that the lead character, Ellie, is immune? No. Okay, because that was a twist in the first one. No, there is a
1: fundamental story slash gameplay thing that happens.
0: Oh, I haven't made it there. Okay, then never but mind. I guess I got to keep playing the game. Yeah, about that, I mean, we're talking about things that we've been consuming, and I'm going to talk to you about a thing that I'm not even far enough along to be to the point of the thing that the guy who hasn't played the game has picked up off social media. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you this, though. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, a beautiful looking world. I I cannot get enough of seeing cities destroyed. I don't know why. That's such, like, fucking kink for me. Um, (laughs) But, and like the other game before it, it's... Absolutely heart-wrenchingly sad. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of everything I like. I don't know why I play these goddamn things. I sound like that's cathartic. Winona Ryder's dad in the Heather's movie. God damn it! Will somebody tell me why I read these things? And she says, "Because you're an idiot." And he says, "Oh yeah. What up, Gen X?" But it's uh. So far, uh. I just I I love it, and now I guess I'm gonna get back to it so I can find out what this twist is. I think
1: yeah. I think you need. I think I think you need to play it because okay. I think. I want to know what your opinion is. Okay. Because I've heard dissenting voices on it, and I've heard praising voices on it, and I want to know what your take is. Okay. Yeah. Um, Let's see. What do I have? What do I have? Whew, boy. I'm trying to think of something that I'm sort of consuming that's like pop culture. Oh, uh, we uh, Lisa and I are currently binge-watching Mr. Robot.
0: Oh, okay. The Christian
1: Slater... Uh, and I forget the lead uh, actor's name. Freddie Mercury. No, that's he played him in the movie.
0: In a terrible movie. Eh, it's it's okay. No, it's bad. It's all right. All right. Actually, I'm not going to... I forgot. I made The it, live
1: oh. concert segment is thrilling.
0: Oh, no. Absolutely he thrilling. He does a great onstage impression. Yeah,
1: everything leading Mercury. up to that is okay. I think and it's... And then the last, like, 20 minutes is fucking phenomenal. I just think it's a
0: a, a, a really... Everything that I don't like about Rockstar biopics, it's just that on display and cranked up.
1: Yeah, well, it had too many writers is what it had. It just had way too many writers. If
0: a character looks, a character oh, yeah. who is supposed to be Freddie Mercury of Queen looks off camera and starts weeping and goes, I couldn't sing a wrong note if I tried. Mm. And so to say that it's a curse being this talented. Uh, I'm fucking done. And it's garbage. I watched it on a plane and I walked out.
1: Uh, that's a tiny, tiny screen I watched it on a big screen And the experience was very different um, Lisa didn't care for it very much But I, I thought it was okay
0: I love the kid I guess I loved his performance I love uh, um, I love Queen Yeah, um, I love Queen too but...
1: uh, Mr. Robot is weird In a way that like I, It's like I often have And Lisa and I talk about this We often have conversations where Do we want to keep watching this? And we can't stop watching it. Like, we're, it's, it's moments where it's, like, just so stupid. And then moments where it's like, oh, that's too too horrible not to keep watching. Um, it's essentially about a guy with a multiple personality disorder who's also, like, a genius hacker.
0: Right, right. And, oh, I know what the show's about. Okay, yeah.
1: there you go. And so, it's, uh, it's one of those shows where, like, it was made a while ago mm-hmm. and very relevant today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of thing. Sure. Um, but at the same time, I'm gonna throw this out at you. We're also watching the crown on Netflix because we needed an uh Downton Abbey fix, mm-hmm. and the crown is like the closest thing to Downton Abbey that we can get our hands on, and we actually really love the crown. Huh. It's a it's a sort of like a very honest and respectful retelling of Queen Elizabeth's sort of like rise well, I guess not rise to power, but basically her, how she became I have, queen.
0: I have seen and
1: the trials and tribulations that go along with it, and we both really like it. All right, yeah. Uh, we also we're we're kind of suckers for period dramas, so you know we watched Little Women and sure. we, and we really loved it. You know we're probably gonna watch a lot more period dramas.
0: You lo- yeah, costume dramas and yeah. cooking challenge uh British cooking challenge shows those yes, are jams
1: that's our jams Well cooking shows in general where they we like them
0: okay uh what do you got? uh I'll be gone in the dark. What's that? This is a documentary series on HBO that is about true crime author Michelle McNamara, yeah as she um ran a very popular true crime blog kind of. At the genesis of this, like uh, this community of 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 true crime podcasts and and a a group of fans of true crime who started calling themselves murderinos or whatever, she had, had murderinos, fr- murderinos. Uh, she was a she had this true crime podcast and she got really obsessive, um, like in examining kind of these old cases and writing about them in kind of a more um, like emotional human. Perspective, but also being obsessed with the cases. Right. She, so not
1: not just the facts and figures kind of names right. and
0: dates retelling. Gave victims like like beliefs and and feelings. Oh wow. Okay. Humanize them. Uh, she famously um, got interested in a thirty year old cold case of. From California, of a, of a series of fifty rapes and murders across California, like uh-huh. both northern and southern California. When, and she, when when did they take place? They take they taken place in the seventies and eighties. Okay, and she was examining them in like in the two in thousands. Um, and she had written this article for LA magazine, and then she started writing this book where she was like talking about this case that like had never been solved, and there sure. were still people that were like obsessed with the case, but a lot of people didn't know it. She gave this mysterious murderer a name the golden state killer Mm -hmm. because before he'd been known by a number of names based on his areas the original night stalker the east area rapist Mm -hmm. etc etc um and she got like just obsessed with this thing and and it like took over her life she was married to comedian Patton oswalt and had a very uh young daughter at home wait is this the woman who and before she finished her book (gasps) oh She tragically died. Oh, my God. Of, uh, okay, this is all coming back to a, me. Of a drug overdose. Yeah. Her book got finished, and because of the groundwork that she had done for the book, the oh. other investigators working on it ended up solving this 30-year-old cold you case. you got to be And found this guy me. still alive, just living in suburbia, and brought him to justice. Jesus. So the book was finished and it became this huge, huge hit. And now there's this documentary series, and- It's six episodes. and I think there are only four episodes in so far. Um, And it's a combination of like her voice and words. It's a combination of documentary of Michelle McNamara trying to solve the Golden State Killer case, but also focusing on Michelle McNamara getting more and more deeply, deeply obsessed to like an unhealthy degree of how obsessed she was with this and why. And it's, heart-wrenching and fascinating. I'd already watched a couple of true crime. I, I'm all Johnny come lately to the whole true crime yeah. uh, phenomenon. Uh, I'd watched a number of things about the Golden State Killer before I watched this. And this is just, it's 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 absolutely magnificent. Um, I'm very excited. New episode airs. Here's, on here's, here's my take on this.
1: I, on paper, should be the textbook demographic for true crime uh, content. Why? Because I like that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I I love... I don't know
0: if you're the textbook demographic. It seems like I feel that there is, and I apologize if this is problematic, but I feel like evidence has shown Mm. that true crime obsessives, uh, that that fascination tends to skew more towards uh, cisgender women. They tend to be the largest demographic for that. Fair enough. Okay. But... Uh,
1: on paper I should be the type of person who would enjoy that content I see right like I should be uh, I should be the type of person who uh, consumes that obsessively Mm -hmm. right because I I love I I really love horror movies Um, I I love historical um, uh, stuff like I I like I I, I am murder mysteries uh, that kind of thing I have tried to listen to True Cried Podcasts and I am bored to fucking tears. Hmm. Like if, if it's just names, dates, places and just like, you know, factual details, I just don't care. So to hear that there's an actual like, there's content out there of people who are humanizing the victims and providing context for the t- the the times in which it happened, you know, socioeconomically, politically and making putting it all into make like that excites me because otherwise I just don't care because I can read a book and get the same sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Or I can read a wikipedia article and get the same
0: thing. It's Um, I I recommend this. I don't know if it's 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 like if you are not so interested in uh, true crime television, it's and you watch this and you're like, oh, maybe I'm interested now. It's going to be like you're going to jump into a Cadillac. And then as soon as you're done, (laughs) you're going to be in like some crappy jalopy because it's so good. And there's really nothing like this series. But it is it is excellent in the way it parallels this this killer who got away for all like 30 years. His like obsessed obsessive um commitment to his rituals to the various ways he committed his crimes paralleling that with this author's obsessive yeah. commitment to her rituals and her details in like yeah, yeah, going, yeah. And not just like writing about it but then trying to solve it and sure. ultimately solving it posthumously one could argue that yeah. this case would have never been solved had it not been for Michelle groundwork yeah it's putting, so putting
1: all of the clues together and yeah yeah. All right. Well, uh, Lisa, if you're listening, and I know you are,
0: it's on the list. Oh, it's it's just good. It's no, just it's just it's. So good.
1: Um, I mean, I could probably talk about a billion other things. Yeah, uh, but I don't
0: want to. But I got a note here. Yeah. You know, oh, I, shit. I had mentioned like we we're gonna talk about various things that happen in yes. the world. I feel like we kind of talked about what's happening in the world in the first half. Yes. And I feel like this having this speed round of pop culture was important for us maintaining our brand. <laughs> We As though brand? we have a fucking brand. We don't have a brand. But I do have a note here that yeah. I wrote during the break. Yeah. Because you told me that I needed to ask you oh, shit. Yes, yes. about, and I quote, yes. action figures.
1: Yeah. How do I get into this? So, okay. Do you, okay. Are you, are you familiar with my action figure addiction? Have I told this story?
0: Addiction? Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I know that you have a lot of them, but I've, I've been to many homes that you've lived in, and I have not seen any evidence that would... There's
1: a there's a reason for that. There's a very specific reason for that.
0: Oh? Yes. I don't think I've ever told you this story. Are okay. you hiding your drugs from me? <laughs> no. You well, know about all my drug problems, and you've been hiding your...
1: No, 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 no. I haven't been hiding anything, actually. Here's the thing. So um, right after high school and into my... And I call it college, but it wasn't really a college. It was a two-year conservatory. So in my conservatory years, I was on my own for the first time in my life and very, very, very poor. Um, And so, and I was very poor growing up. So I didn't have any sort of like disposable income to spend on much of anything. Like I read comic books, mostly because they were cheap, right? They Mm -hmm. were like 50 cents when I was growing up or something like that. Um, And so when I got my very first job at a toy store, um, I now had income, and I had some small amount of disposable income. And working at a toy store, I also had employee discount. So I started buying action figures in a way that someone who's been denied buying action figures buys action figures. <laughs> okay. Until like the first, like the first year, I had amassed something like several hundred different action figures across different properties. DC, Marvel. And this was like the renaissance of action figures, right? This was when the X-Men cartoon was going around. This is when Batman the Animated series Mm -hmm. was going on. This is when um, Oh,
0: toy companies were just fighting for those licenses. Fighting
1: for those licenses. Um Star Wars, the the trilogy had new releases, new theatrical releases. Mm -hmm. And so new action figures were on the market. And so This was the Renaissance of action figures, like new molds, new uh, articulation, and this is when um, Todd McFarlane started a toy company and revolutionized how toys were made. So articulate, you know,
0: like eighty-seven points of articulation. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. So, like, being working at a toy store, having money with an employee discount, I had a veritable fuck ton of action figures. My girlfriend at the time, uh, bless her heart, she put up with a lot of toys being displayed on shelves all over our tiny, tiny apartment until it got to the point where it just wasn't fucking feasible anymore. You couldn't move. I had the giant sort of $200 Batman playset. Batcave playset.
0: Are these all in packages Or is it a combination Of in and out of packages No they're all out They're all out They're all out God bless you <laughs> I love that
1: All of them out Except for a couple Of key things But very very few Were in package They were okay. all
0: out Love that Because um, you want to smell it I had it. You I even smell it When that package When that <laughs> blister pack opens Yes And you want to feel All oh, of those joints in the wrists and knees Move for the first Intoxicated. time Intoxicated. Ugh oh.
1: Um so then that sparked vintage toys, toys that I knew about growing up that I couldn't have. So then I now became a vintage toy collector. I had G.I. Joes. I had the giant space shuttle playset. Oh, yeah. I had crazy amounts of stuff. And, and at this point, I was rationalizing, I'm just collecting the things that I love. Until I started buying things just because they were action figures. Like, I had Toy Story action figures. Mm -hmm. I don't care enough about the movie to have them, but I needed them.
0: Oh, my God. I just want to inject and say, like, I was goofing a minute ago when I tried to draw, like, a drug addiction parallel. But when you start your drug being like, oh, I do drugs because it's more fun to be out with my friends. To, I'm doing drugs because it's Tuesday. Yeah. It's just this parallel got a lot stronger than I oh, thought it was going to be. Go oh, on.
1: no, it's it, it got out of fucking control to the point where I was like missing rent payments out of control.
0: Wow. Yeah. So shortly. Bef- I love it. I just I love it. Anytime I hear a story like a very candid examination of vices that you have. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I've always been the guy with all of the terrible yeah. vices and yours are like, oh, I like comic books. Yeah but you're, they, your eyes are like vibrating a little bit while you're telling yeah, the story. It's, so. it, oh, it that got, looks familiar. It got
1: very, very bad until right. until I at one point realized the, the path I was going down and decided to quit cold turkey. Um, So I kept all of my Batman animated series figures because those were the ones that I wanted yeah. in the first fucking place. So I figured, you know what? I'm not... I'm not going to get rid of those. I will keep them because those are the ones that I really, really wanted. But everything else has to go. Everything else has to go. So I kept all of the accessories and all of the things that it came with and I individually packed every single action figure into Ziploc bags. I then packaged those Ziploc bags into six giant fucking boxes and I mailed them all to a boys and girls club in South Dakota. Aww. Yeah. Because a, my, my girlfriend at the time, her mother... Uh, is I, 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 I want to I say was but at the time um, she's I think I still think she is so she's a, a Methodist minister who would often do um, work with the Boys and Girls Club in South Dakota and they said these kids have nothing so I said okay so I'm just going to pack them up without any warning not even telling them and I just ship them all to this Boys and Girls Club in South Dakota with a note saying yours <laughs> Um, I got a I I got uh word back from the Burger Calls <laughs> Club of South Dakota that they absolutely fucking loved it.
0: oh when and, was this like year wise? Oh
1: god, this was like ninety eight ninety nine. Okay, okay. Um and they apparently they had like a little they had a little store where the you could earn merits and demerits depending on, you know, if you did something good that day but if you fucked up that day you would get a demerit right but then you can cash in those merits at the bros and gloves store and they usually had like you know goofy erasers or fun pens or like the kind of stuff you would get at like an arcade where they spit out tickets like sure you know little tchotchkes
0: basically. You, play, you play a little ski ball and now you got yeah. a pencil topper
1: right or like a spider ring or something sure. along, along those lines they populated the store with all of these action figures <laughs> And it wasn't just all the male stuff. I had all of the the female characters as well, like sure. Batgirl and you know, uh Tila, Tila and the 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 Lilith from the the female gargoyle from Gargoyles. Oh, yeah. Like I had everything. And apparently the DeMerit getting uh program got very fucking popular. Uh I think they named the hallway after me, the Nelson Lugo hallway, or something like that.
0: Uh how many figures are you talking here like a hundred?
1: oh hundreds, my friend wow. hundreds okay, go on. of action figures and so then I basically quit cold turkey and didn't buy at least action figures in that amount again, like there would be like I would buy one, maybe two, and then I would check myself and not buy anything ever again. That advice t- turned into digital comic books, and so I'm still a very much a digital comic book addict, but those are relatively cheap, so it doesn't really affect me mm-hmm. in my life right you know spending a you know spending like you know twenty bucks a week on comic books isn't going to make or break me. I'm starting to get the itch again oh, really bad, huh like really, really bad like
0: it's like it's, like are you doing things where like you're not even buying them to have them you're just buying them to buy them and so you can give them to your friends yes because that's what happened today
1: I bought and here's the thing and I, and I and I don't know if it's like action figure addiction or shopping addiction but the parallels are very much the same in that like I'll buy things and hide them which by the way Lisa if you're listening to this I bought Schaefer uh, a Dr. Doom action figure and didn't tell you I don't know why I don't know why.
0: Because that's what junkies do.
1: Yeah. So I bought it because I, I, the thrill of buying it, gave me something. But then the guilt of buying it made me give it to you. Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: So. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know all of this.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I think I need to quit cold turkey, again.
0: How? So when? When did this start up again?
1: Well, I guess during the pandemic, right? So like, uh, you know, working from home has been its own I, you know at least and I have had to sort of face our own sort of unique challenges of working from home right and because of the nature of what I do there 's a lot of downtime um, between what I do and so i 'm on the internet a lot mm-hmm. and so i 'm on Instagram a lot because i I love its visual sort of nature and its sort of amateurish kind of quality that really like speaks to me in a many different ways and so like i'll go down rabbit holes where i'll look at all of the american hairless dog photos Mm -hmm. you know or i'll go down a rabbit hole and like you know all of the uh you know people who take pictures of flowers and fields you know what i mean like no nothing specific just like i enjoy looking at this kind of photography and content and then because i'm such a batman dc geek and Marvel movies to a certain extent, I go down these rabbit holes of looking at like movie stills, or or and then like you know toys that are affiliated with it, and now I'm down this rabbit hole of looking at oh no action figures, and it just wow fucking consumes me. Um, it's it's nowhere near anything problematic at all.
0: That's but, also what a junkie says. Yes,
1: you know you got it in
0: control. You can quit anytime. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah,
1: no, oh my God, you're right. Well, the thing is, like, I haven't, like, done any mass purchases, right? right. Like, I haven't, I haven't, like, pulled the trigger on, on anything yet.
0: So you use um, exaggerated language to explain <laughs> that you haven't done an extreme version of the thing yet. That's why it's okay. Keep yes. going.
1: So uh, I guess I'm saying this now to make myself honest so that I don't go down that dark path again.
0: That's good. No. You told the best person (laughs) because i know every trick in the book to hide drug addiction yeah and to hide any kind of addiction and have done it and which is why like it when i like kicked some drug habits it made it harder for me to hang out with my drug friends who thought that they were like pulling the wool over my eyes by being like oh yeah i haven't done it in months and i'm like Mm. dude are you aware that you have pupils because i can see them like Mm. (laughs) <laughs> so you say it to somebody like me And I'll be like I'll, I'll keep you honest yeah. I don't want you to Because no, no, no. I want you to buy A bunch of action figures No, no. I don't I'm not going to be The devil on your shoulder I'm going to be the honest guy Who you're going to Or the guy who's going to Keep you honest here
1: Right So uh, And here's here's the interesting thing uh, Lisa listens to this podcast mm-hmm. And after every time I come home from the podcast The first question out of, my, out of her mouth is And it admittedly Started in a teasing way But I think it's a genuine question She's asking did you talk about anything that I need to know ahead of time, <laughs> so that if my friends and family listen to it, I can preemptively say something? Uh, and more often than not, the questions—no, not really. Yeah, you know, we don't. I don't really say. I don't really talk about our private life no. in any detail. Uh, but I think before this, <laughs> before this airs, I think I have to have a sit down in a conversation with my wife that I have. Had an addiction problem, and I may have an addiction problem.
0: Let again. me ask you is that why you asked you asked me to bring it up? You know, right? I did because I didn't know any of this. You gave me yeah. a note, it was like, Hey, you should no. ask me about action figures. Is that why? Is there a part of you? Well, subconsciously there, is like, Hey, call this out I needed, so that I have I to needed, have a conversation. I
1: needed an intervention. No, I think you know what, maybe unconsciously, what I really wanted to talk about was like the cool action figures that I've been seeing online lately. And that at one time I had, you know, a hundred of them that I gave away. And isn't that a quaint story?
0: That's great. I love that story yeah. where you hero. Like you but, could have left it there and that would have been a fascinating story because I didn't know that. Well, the thing is, I think that's where I wanted to stop. Uh-huh. Logically. Yeah. But, but you're I too think... comfy. You're back here in your old hangout and you're like, I'm going to dish now.
1: Yeah. Um, it was problematic at one point in my life. hmm it isn't now and I'd like to keep it that way. Okay. Yeah. Because I can go down the rabbit hole of like buying shit I just don't need. Sure. You know, and I kind of do that now with like, and I use that as magic, like as I'll buy magic tricks that I necessarily don't need, but I want to learn the technique so that, because I always have ideas for stuff and I'm always looking for new ideas. And so I kind of like rationalize it and like I'm buying this idea for a future thing that I'm thinking about that may or may not ever materialize Yeah, and I guess you can make the case that that's part of my art form right Yeah, but
0: that's also like in check sure it isn't it isn't out of control you don't have periods where you like black out and then you wake up and you're looking at like right a, an Amazon confirmation right and you're like oh I I stepped out of my body and uh, decisions were made on my behalf that I did not do with my
1: my, right, exactly. My
0: wake brain.
1: It's it's in many ways I think a little more subversive because I don't have the excuse of not being in my right mind. Yeah. There's no point where I'm ever like my inhibitions have been lowered by a thing. Like, you know, yeah, no. I'm completely sober when I'm making these choices.
0: But you're yeah. not because addiction is is yeah. mental health. I issue.
1: guess I didn't realize who I was talking to. Yeah. And so what I wanted to talk about this quaint thing about, (laughs) you immediately called me out on my bullshit. Yeah. And so unexpectedly, I'm now talking about my action fiction, action figure addiction. Oh, well. Which I guess is a form of shopping addiction, I guess. It absolutely is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Like, I'm not buying like 20 packs of like,
0: you're doing it again. (laughs) You're about to do it again.
1: No, in that it's, it's not like
0: I bought a kilo of no, cocaine. No, 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 I no. just bought
1: like a little bag. No, no. Of it. In, in in the sense that it's not broad. It's a very specific thing that I'm buying, yeah. right? Like I don't have to worry that I'm going to go to the grocery store and buy a hundred packs of toilet paper because that's just never going to happen, right? Right. So like it's it's very specific.
0: You are such a junkie, you, like oh god. You really? are likening this to an essential item that you have to have. And you're like, look, I'm not like hoarding. And then your example that your brain kicked in was well, something that everybody needs. It's right. not like I'm doing that. Like, that's... Ooh, dude. Oh, man. I have a bad... Donut. This is addictive behavior. Jesus. And I know. And I'm like, I'm so glad that you, like, trusted me enough to, like, talk to me about this and and bring it up on the show. But I'm also thrilled because for the first time in the 400 years of our friendship, I'm like, I'm not the only addict?
1: I'm surprised I never mentioned it. I'm surprised it's never come
0: up to me. I've not at all now because that's part of it—hiding your like compulsive <laughs> addiction habits. Well, it was It wasn't.
1: I wasn't consciously hiding it. It just never really came up in conversation. Really? Yeah. All we do is
0: talk about. Star Wars and Batman and the toys. But and we don't, you sit here and look at my we don't like, really, collection of toys. No, poets. I know. But
1: we don't really talk about action figures in the same way that we talk about comic books and movies.
0: No. Like, that's never really a topic of conversation. No. Because you've been keeping it quiet. And because <laughs> oh, I don't oh, really oh, collect. Oh, I just have <laughs> a bunch of stuff that people have given me over the years. Yeah. Um, Wow. Wow. It's a new dawn and a new day.
1: Jesus Christ. Okay.
0: I'm feeling good.
1: Uh, So. I, was very,
0: I just want to say. Mm? It's very brave of you.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean this sincerely. To- Do you really? Yeah, you're, not,
1: so- you're not being a dick? No, absolutely not. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So if you have an addiction to something that most people would consider frivolous, send us an email at epicpiecast at gmail.com and let us know.
0: That's epicpiecast at gmail.com. <laughs> There's already a show called My Strange Addiction. But,
1: <laughs> um, but I guess that's it. <laughs> 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 Uh, black lives matter defund the police you, uh, uh, stop
0: Trump uh, what else um, um, it's uh, uh, Bill Gates is not going to microchip you um, wear a mask wear a mask uh, it's, it's the least you can do you're not uh, freedom isn't free freedom uh, uh, the, the your freedom costs responsibility protests are not uh, being run by domestic terrorists and anarchists right
1: uh, and protests have always been the thing that has sparked change. Uh, civil debate is nice when change has already happened.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it covers That's it. Of most of the things we want to talk. Do you have anything you want to plug? I mean, uh, I guess we don't go out.
1: In the world no, um, I do. Let me think. I, I'm doing virtual zoom shows. Yeah. Um, which are I think I'm, I'm doing like two now, maybe three. Um, if you'd like to see me perform on Zoom or Facebook Live or or YouTube Live, then um, follow me on Facebook or Instagram. I will promote those. I just unfriended about oh, yeah over three thousand people. Good so, um, but all of my posts are public, so you don't actually need to be yeah connected me to me officially to see any of those posts
0: get it yeah go follow Lugo or yeah. just read his stuff and yeah and watch I'm, I'm gonna come to one of the zoom shows i can't believe i haven't been to one so far but it's i am now addicted to making content there you go <laughs> uh and for me i i can't say this enough i screen this all the time but please uh come check out my patreon patreon.com slash shape of the dark lord I make a ton of stuff every month. There's I would argue s- too much stuff. Yeah, there's a new song. There's handwritten lyrics. There's an exclusive photo set. There's a bonus cover song. There's an episode of a video series called Shape of the Dark Lord Shows His Work in which I discuss the origins of that particular song. And there's a, there's just a ton of stuff. It also gets you access to live streaming concerts that I do for my patrons all the time. But I basically live on my Patreon grind now all the time. So check that out. But if you don't want to subscribe to my Patreon... Um, Let's not even pretend like we know each other anymore.
1: <laughs> uh, if you'd like to buy a ticket
0: to something, I am now doing monthly shows with the crew of my friends formerly known as Mount Nerdcore. Uh, what, what are they called now? Well, we've changed our name because um, we are really backing away from the Mount Rushmore imagery.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, For a second there, I thought you were backing away from the Nerdcore.
0: No. We're, uh, no, in fact, <laughs> you're about to hear that we are not. Uh, we are going to, it's MC Lars, Ran, MC Frontalot, and myself. We've done several tours together. We've done a couple live streaming shows. we got more live streaming shows coming, and we will be back on the road together again as a happy little dysfunctional family in spring of 2021 hmm. in the meantime you can catch us every month doing a live stream show and now all of our shows have a special guest last month had uh, IQ as our guest Ooh. and AEW wrestler Leva Bates was our host oh. so um, but we will not be calling ourselves do, you need, a,
1: do you need a magician opening act
0: uh, no we but we are looking for uh, musicians uh, um, we are having rappers that we're trying to put over
1: yeah, no, no, that's fine. Just, just you know, maintain your status quo.
0: We are uh, changing our name. I'm not going to uh, break what the name is yet, but. Uh, oh well. wait! So you haven't announced it yet? Uh, no, I don't think we have officially. I, I realized I was about to say it, but I don't, yeah. I, I, I will say it
1: then bleep it out. Tell me.
0: It's the. Then I have to go back. That gives me more editing work.
1: Just you're gonna edit
0: it anyway. Uh, it's.
1: The <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. That's pretty good. So, yeah, follow any of us, MC Lars, MC Frontalot, Mega Ran, or myself, and you will get posts about it, how you can get tickets to the show, and links to attend the shows. And they're a lot of fun. So come see us because we need you there. And sign up for my Patreon or I'll find you when this is over. Holy shit. That got real grim. Oh, sorry.
1: (laughs) That got real dark at the end. That's a great place to end this. I like
0: empty into threats to promote my work. I think, that is, I think you're right. That is a good place to end this.
1: So, folks, that has been episode 73. A big, big thank you to all the loyal listeners of the Epic Podcast. And uh, if you want to hear more content, then please go to nerdyshow.com, who has uh, confusingly still, still supports this show after <laughs> after, God knows how much. Many how years. do we
0: still even work I here? don't
1: even know how they're even continuingly to post this, but a huge shout out to nerdyshow.com and Kat Blacker. Thank you for supporting the show. And thank you, loyal listener, for listening to the show. Um, if uh, if you like this show, then maybe you'll listen to other shows that are Show content. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. and in And hopefully we'll be back next week. I don't Month. know. Next. No, let's not uh, get sorry. Crazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We're not
0: ramping up from every five months to Hopefully every Hopefully,
1: we'll be back next month. But with our track record, who's to say? Also, we're living in end times. So, again, who's to say? Send us an email with your prediction as to whether or not our show will be back next month. And if it is, what our topic should be at epicpiecast at gmail.com. I have been your host,
0: Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Shape of the Dark Lord.
1: And as always, and from the bottom of my heart, and I couldn't even say this any more genuinely be
0: safe, internets. Be sure to wear a mask so we don't all die. Thank you for listening to the Epic Podcast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com nerdyshow nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, or subscribe via Spotify or Stitcher. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Highcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. my god henry's got a little pooch belly he does you need to like no that's an evolutionary thing i don't understand oh uh it is called the primordial pouch primordial pouch yeah cats all have this thing called the primordial pouch that like protects them from prey it's like this cushioning pendulous layer Um, they don't really it's not so visible on kittens but once they become adult cats they have it and i used to shame all of my cats by being like there's a little fatty sack who's got a little fatty sack and then only recently learned like oh no that's an evolutionary thing and all cats have it some cats it's much more pronounced
1: yeah you need to you need to put your cat on a diet
0: uh you need to parent your own pets. Oh. Uh I I don't think he is uh I I've had fat cats and I've seen fat cats. Uh he's okay.
1: Mm. Okay. Mm.
0: Um I I guess Look, as a, as, gonna, a
1: as a uh, experienced dog parent.
0: Oh, okay. Uh
1: let me mansplain to you how this works. Okay. Uh you have a very fat
0: cat. Okay. Well, you know what? I feel like I should probably defer to you in proper cat care because I'm just, you know, winging it by the fucking skin of my teeth here. (laughs) Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50